The Mesopotamish sun is beating down And making cracks in the ground But there's nowhere else to stand In Mesopotamia Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and today on this very, very, very special episode, this Patreon-exclusive episode, I've got Danny... The bassist of They Might Be Giants. This is my last stick of gum. I'm going to cut it up so everybody else gets some. Except for Rashabana Pal, who says my haircut makes me look like I'm a Hindu Darren. Hey, Rashabana Pal, I'm a Mesopotamian. Sargon Hammurabi, Rashabana Pal, and Gilgamesh. Let's say hey to Danny. What's going on, Danny? Hello there, Greg. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. I'm very, I've been very excited about this since we had to reschedule and all that. I've just been like, oh, I can't wait. You know, it's just like, it's like Christmas. But, you know, we, uh, I'm glad we finally got to talk. And we right, got all the I, I'm the baby Jesus. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You are, yes, you're, yes. You're bigger. So you're saying, you're saying that the Giants are bigger than Jesus. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, no, John already said that. You're gonna, so, you're gonna, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, so many, so many great Johns, right? I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, I actually just talked to another John. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the band The Mountain Goats. Have you ever heard of I, them? Uh, yeah, I have. I have, actually. John Darneal, the Mountain Goat, he is going to be on an episode to talk about one of your songs. Excellent. And Hutch Harris from the band The Thermals. I'm not sure if you've heard them. They're on Sub Pop. I've heard of, of them. Yes, I've heard of them. Yeah. Hutch is going to, he picked Dead. He's going to be on the Dead ah, episode. Great so song. I'm st- starting to get some uh, little traction here. So hopefully we get a lot of Patreon people signing on to hear this episode. Uh, so let's talk about you. This is uh, Danny Hour on uh, This Might Be a Podcast. So let's let's go back to um, baby Danny. Let's, let's talk right. about um, when, uh, when and how did you first really get into music? When I talked to Marty, he was talking about, you know, the drummer thing, banging on pots and pans, got a mini drum set, that kind of thing. How did you get started? Uh, when when you were a kid, you know, no, uh, Marty and I have been uh, our buddies. You know, obviously we've been in the band together quite a while, and I knew Marty before we played together. Um, so you know, I know a little bit of his history. We actually grew, grew up, uh, you know, two towns from each other. There's one town that separates the town he grew up in from the town I grew up in. Which um, was although we didn't know each other. He grew up in Baldwin, Long Island, and I was in Lindbrook, and in between the two is Rockville Center. Okay. So yeah, so he's you know a, a five or ten minute drive from where I grew up. But uh, we did not meet until, you know, we no longer lived in those towns. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he, he uh, I think his, his the short of his story is that he, he kind of knew from the time he was a child that he wanted to be a drummer and yeah. just sort of set off on that course and, and stayed, stayed the course <laughs> the whole time, yeah. um, you know, his whole <laughs> life. And now he's where he's at, and which is fantastic. Um, I, I didn't grow up in a house that had a lot of music going on. We didn't have any instruments in the house. Nobody in my family played any instruments. 
Hmm. Uh, so my grandfather played the clarinet a little bit, and he sort of was the one that liked music the most of anybody that I can remember that was in you know my extended family. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so uh, my first uh, exposure to music was as a young boy. My mom had a job. Uh, they used to have record stores. Remember records? Oh yeah, I remember vinyl albums. Yes, vinyl albums. I remember cassettes. I remember CDs. Yeah, so CDs were my jam. I'm a you know grew up in the '90s, mainly '80s and '90s. So my mom worked in a store called Sam Goodies. Um, She just was like an office worker there, and uh, we could get a discount on albums because she worked there. So I think my first record ever was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh, the second nice. one I think might have been like Cher's greatest hits or something embarrassing. But um. sweet, yeah. <laughs> my first, my first cassettes I ever bought were more embarrassing. There was this was like MC Hammer and stuff like that. Uh, okay. But my first CDs I got was uh, Magical Mystery Tour there you go. and the Who Who's Next, which I think are pretty respectable choices. Uh, my dad had good taste. So uh, Sergeant <laughs> Pepper's is a very, uh, very. Uh, that's a choice choice selection yeah for well it was first I, I had read about it before i'd heard it you know I, sure. I kind of i knew that i liked the beatles from the radio and i was you know thumbing through the magazines in the, in the store that my mom worked at and there was one with paul mccartney on the cover so i thumbed through that and it it said that you know i guess you know this is in the 70s so they were saying that you know sergeant peppers was probably ranked the most popular of the records or something so i started with that one <laughs> right um, yeah but then, it's still yeah. it's still i remember i because i have that nice coffee table book that rolling stone put out may, it might, might, might have been 10 years ago at this point the 500 greatest albums of all time and voted on by a bunch of musicians and you know people in the industry sergeant sure. pepper is still landing at number one yeah um yeah so yeah uh, g- good choice there. What did you think of Sergeant Pepper when you were? So how old were you? Did you say? I don't know. Um, I'm guessing around ten or something. Maybe maybe slightly younger, ten or eleven. Did, yeah. did you think it was a great album when you bought it? Or, oh yeah, or were you oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I knew. I, I like as I said, I knew I already liked the Beatles from hearing them on the radio, and then when I heard sure. that, I just you know I just wanted to hear more and more and. You know, then started just listening to whatever I could, The Who or The Kinks or The Stones or Led Zeppelin or Hendrix or, you know, on and on and on. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, so then, you know, I, I knew I loved music. But as I said, I didn't I, I wasn't a band kid. You know, I played in third and fourth grade, fifth grade, I guess, um, trumpet, but then mm-hmm. didn't play in middle school. I wasn't in the chorus, uh, you know, wasn't in the orchestra. So which I, I now that I have children of my own and I see you know, all of those, they, they played in the orchestra. They sent my son sang chorus and now he sings in an acapella group in college. And I am very jealous that I didn't do that, you know, cause he, he got such a solid foundation doing that as a kid, but I, I didn't yeah. do that. So anyway, yeah. at about 17 or so, I finally got a guitar and started playing a little bit. And then, um, and my sophomore year of college, I went to Berkeley college of music for a year. Ah. And I played guitar there. And then I left and uh, went and pursued a psychology degree. Hmm. And around the time I was graduating from college, I got a call from one of my high school teachers who was in a wedding band. And he asked me to cover for for their, they had a a New Year's Eve gig, and he asked me if I could come and play bass because they desperately needed a bass player. Uh Um, 
Did you and own told, a base at that time? No, I told him that I didn't. <laughs> and so he said that that it was okay because their bass player couldn't make the gig, but it wasn't because he had another gig. So they let me their their bass player's bass yeah. and uh, and sent me some you know some cassettes of the songs they were going to be playing, and I went in and did the best that I could, and and basically from there they just kept asking me to work with them, and you know as a college student it was an easy way to make some money on the weekends and. Yeah. I was learning how to play the bass and, you know, I always loved music and that sort of from there, I got more and more into it. You know, as I was working, I needed to learn, you know, a couple of hundred songs to be in this wedding band. And, and then so, <laughs> you know, the next thing I did was just go out and audition for, you know, got the Village Voice and went and auditioned for original acts in New York City and um, played with a bunch of bands before I played with They Might Be Giants. Um, the Bell Tower was one of them, which included... Jody Porter, who's the guitar player from Fountains of Wayne, and Britta yeah. Phillips, Britta Phillips, who plays bass with Luna, and she's part of Dean and Britta. Um, the drummer in our band at that time played with Cake later on, and and oh, yeah, so yeah, we we had some good bands, and yeah, um, you know, and then uh, then I actually stopped playing once again and went back to school to become a physical therapist and met my wife. And when I got out of I got out of school and got a job as a physical therapist, I went and auditioned for a band in the city just for fun, and we wound up getting a record deal. <laughs> and, and so I wound up quitting my my day job and and you know started <laughs> made music more of a full time thing. And yeah, what what year about are we are we talking? This is, here? Uh, so this you... is probably early nineties. I finished physical therapy school in ninety three. Okay, all right. So yeah, so it, yeah, there was um. Uh, you know, I had played with a couple of bands before I went to physical therapy school, the bell tower being one of them in the late eighties. And then after p physical therapy school, I, um, I, you know, I, I, again, I played with this guy Nate Outerkirk who wound up getting a record deal. And then I wound up playing with Fountains of Wayne and Mike Viola and candy butchers and then Lincoln. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Lincoln included, uh, Dan Miller, who is the guitar player now for, they might be giants. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, and I, and you know, Mike Viola and still, he and I are still in touch. He's a fantastic musician. And I learned a lot from all of those situations, you know, um, mm -hmm. that led me, you know, led me to where I am now. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. That is uh, quite a so different not a lot, story. Not a lot of schooling. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of yeah. listening to albums and, or, you know, playing with original bands and having to come up with the parts. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, thing. did you ever take a bass lesson? Uh, yes, I've, I've taken okay. about about five lessons, um, uh, you know, but not 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 from one person and not in a row, <laughs> but, five, <laughs> but, but five separate individual lessons from some excellent, you know, really excellent bass players. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeff Andrews, who's a, a jazz player. Um, Lincoln Goins, who's another jazz player. This guy, Jerry Gemot, who played with uh, King Curtis and B.B. King for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So I would sort of seek out people that are really respected as players and, and, you know, see if I could grab them between their tours and, yeah. you know, even, even one lesson, sometimes they get, they give me enough to work on that. I could, you know, sort of run with it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Learning from, uh, learning bass from the jazz guys. I mean, if you really want to learn to get around the neck, I think those were probably the right guys to go to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They'll, you know, I mean, you know, <laughs> I was not anywhere in the same league as them, but, 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 uh, you know, it's certainly, if they had the patience, there was, they could show me a lot. So yeah. 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 yeah.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, I was I was blown away by by Marty talking about. Yeah, I mean, I you know I banged on pots and pans. I I never had a mini drum kit. I apparently turned down piano lessons when my mom offered. Uh, my mom thought I was going to be more of a visual artist. I took a lot of painting classes and all that, so I didn't take up an instrument proper till uh, trombone in fifth grade. So I learned bass clef first. And then, you know, I ended up picking up drums in eighth grade and guitar and other keyboard stuff along the way in high school. And then I got to to college and I was doing, you know, uh, I knew I wanted to do music education and like all the music theory stuff is in treble clef. And I'm like, I'm like oh my God, <laughs> I just couldn't get my brain to read it fast because I was just so used to bass clef. And then I had to take piano for my major and it nearly killed me. But thank God. I did. I, I would. I would love to talk to John Linnell about his keyboard experience. And I also play the accordion. It's in my Polish blood. I have one of my grandfather's very old accordions. I would love to talk about like gear with like all of you guys. And me and Marty. <laughs> me and Marty didn't get to it yet, but like we we t- <laughs> we talked about rudiments. We talked about the yeah, nerd, yeah, no, you know, Marty, Marty, right? I think Marty would talk. <laughs> he'd talk gear with you. I, I think John Linnell would be the last person to want to talk about gear. Like he wouldn't want to talk about like what synthesizers they were using on like the first record or something because it seems uh, like I mean he, that he, stuff could, he would probably up. remember but it, it, he's not a gearhead in any yeah. in any stretch of the imagination he just likes to plug whatever he's got in and have it work and that's it sure he's really yeah. not a he, yeah he he kind of <laughs> he laughs at like because Flansy's more of a gear person you know he likes yeah. to have different guitars and li- different pedals and amps and he's always trying different things but Linnell just kind of laughs at him like oh you know. Pedal schmedals, you know, <laughs> whatever, just play it. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm such a dork about it. I, I mean, for the music ed degree, I had to learn how to play pretty much everything. I mean, I've never played a country alto clarinet, but I know how to play clarinet, you know? Right. And um, I, I, I usually say when people ask me what how many instruments I can play, it's hard to say because I can play like all the band and orchestra instruments at like a ninth grade level, maybe tops, and then some stuff a lot better. But like accordion you know, I have an old button accordion. That's a folk accordion. That was my grandpa's. It's an Italian accordion. And then I have uh, a piano accordion. It's more for traditionals. It's from like the sixties. And, uh, the, the accordion that, that John is using on your tour these days is like a smaller accordion. And I'm just like, I want to totally geek out about that stuff, but maybe he'd be like, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's a, he's, he's pretty uh, utilitarian. He likes stuff that works. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering, like, you know, those accordions are heavy as hell. Maybe he just wanted to downsize his accordion. Maybe, you know, maybe that's why he's using a different accordion. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anywho, um, what? Uh, well, hell, if we're going to talk about gear, let's get to what 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 you got. What was the first? So you were borrowing a bass at first, but then when you right. went and bought a bass, what'd you get? Let's get down to brass tacks here. Uh, okay. <laughs> the first bass I ever purchased was uh, at We Buy Guitars on 48th Street in um, New York City, um, where when 48th Street, you know, up until very recently, the, the whole there was a whole block uh, near, I guess, up 7th Avenue, maybe 6th and 7th or something. Um, the whole block was different music stores. All of them had guitars and basses and various instruments. Um, wow. not, not all owned by Sam Ash, all individual owners. Manny's was one of them. Rudy's was one of them. We buy guitars was another one. Mm. Sam Ash was one of the many. Um, and it was, it was a great, you know, it was like, um, going to Disney for a young musician. There was I so bet. many, so many options and, and 
So we buy was basically like a giant warehouse full of used instruments. <laughs> oh man! And uh, and I went and bought a used uh, Fender Precision bass. Um, nice. Yeah. So and I still what, play what color? Fender basses. It was uh, it was Sunburst. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. And I didn't pick. I didn't get it for the color. It was the. It, I, it was used, so I got the color they had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the price yeah. was right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it sounded hey. good. So yeah, yeah, we're very frugal about our stuff. And I know Squires, like back in the day, Squires had a very bad reputation for being constructed poorly. But currently, my wife is playing a Squire jazz bass, uh, which we have been very happy with. Yeah. Um, see, well, in my, um, we haven't mentioned it yet, but in my other, in my uh, kids group that uh, you know, Danny Weinkoff and his Red Pants Band. Tina Kenny Jones, who is our bass player, she plays a Squire bass, and it sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're made well now, and I, I have a couple of guitars, but my go-to guitar is a uh, Jay Maskis from Dinosaur Junior, his signature model uh, Squire Jazzmaster, mm-hmm. and cool. I, I'd, I'd love it. It's cream with a gold pick card. It's real sweet. You know, I wanted the purple one. The Fender, the actual Fender one of his is purple, which is my favorite color, but it's like a thousand dollars more. And <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm a school teacher. Come on. Um, yeah. So, so what's, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the, on the, on the wiki. Do you, do you, I was asking Martin, like, do you guys ever look around the, the, the fan? Uh, this might be a wiki. <laughs> Do you ever look around that site? Um, is that? I'm not sure if I. It's that's. It's like orange and and uh, turquoise or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I've been there. Well, we I, we've been there. There are times when we're trying to find like old set lists and stuff, and yeah. I think that's <laughs> that's one of the sources we go to because we're trying not that's to funny. you know play the same songs uh, repeatedly in, in in each city. So I think yeah. that's that's one of the go to sources. But I, you know, pers- I personally don't. Um, uh, don't really go there much, <laughs> right? 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 <laughs> at all? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just looking at the uh, the the y- your page on there. Um, okay. It's I, it, it it looks like a picture from probably when you first joined the group. Oh, there's a picture of me. Of course, you've got your okay. own page there. Yeah, okay. you got your own all page. Right. <laughs> yeah, tmbw dot net okay. slash wiki slash danny underscore one coffee you're on there uh okay it, it's you know there's a page for for all you guys and all the past members and everything and you're Fantastic. playing yeah you're playing <laughs> it looks like a p bass it's only got well it's hard to tell because it only shows a little bit of it it's mostly well if it's with tmeg it's a jazz bass okay okay yeah, yeah it's yeah, kind of it, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's black with a kind of marbly red yep. Yep. pick guard. Yeah, tortoiseshell pick guard. Yes, I still yeah. have. I have. It's been modified, but I still have that face. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Are you the kind of guy that just can never get rid of an instrument, even if you get a new one? You got to keep keep everything. Um, not specifically, but I, I have over the you know. But this is I've been with TMBG for twenty years. I've been playing in bands yeah. all, overall probably thirty years or something. So. I've accumulated stuff unintentionally. You know, <laughs> I, I, have, sure. I have more bases than I need. I've actually thought about selling a couple recently, but, um, uh, you know, and guitars <laughs> and things. Yeah. You heard it here first. Uh, this might be podcast listeners look out on eBay. Cause, uh, we got some <laughs> Danny Weinkoff bases are coming your way. <laughs> yeah. Pachycephalosaurus. I am a paleontologist. All right, everybody, that's that for the teaser. 
if you would like to hear the full hour and a half uh, episode with Danny Weinkoff, head over to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. Five bucks a month will get you these exclusives. There's already an exclusive up with Marty Beller. They might be Giants drummer. And that's 90 minutes of us talking about him getting started on the drums. Uh, a, a lot of good details there and cool stories. Uh, and we talk about his beginnings with the band. It's So it's uh, the Marnie episode is about from his birth to uh, we get through to recording the else. <laughs> so that's a good one. And we also, uh, Spencer, who you hear on a lot of the voicemails, he is on his first episode, ended up being an exclusive. We talked about... Uh, State Songs, John Linnell's 1999 solo project. We did the first three tracks. We talked about Illinois, the Songs of the 50 States. I do a live performance of that and screw it way up to uh, comedic effect. And uh, West Virginia. So this is the third uh, exclusive going up there. So a five bucks down now will get you all three of those. So you can enjoy those. You'll also get the weekly episodes early. Uh, By the time you get this, is the episode going up on Wednesday? That's already been up on the Patreon since last Friday, so you'll get ahead of the feed. We're also going to be making merch. Abby Bash is designing us. She's painting us a cool artistic version of my uh, Flood parody logo for the podcast. So this might be a podcast. We'll have merch. We're going to do buttons. We're going to do stickers. Maybe eventually t-shirts, depending on how... Uh, Hi, the Patreon goes. So head over to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast and listen to the rest of this Danny Weinkoff exclusive, the Marty Beller exclusive, the State Songs exclusive. We've got some good stuff coming with my friend Leslie uh, with her talking about her cool, very well-written blog post, a love letter to They Might Be Giants, all about her childhood and growing up and how they might be giants and uh, you know were helpful in her life that's a very good one too coming uh probably just in a couple weeks so head over there patreon.com slash this might be a podcast uh come talk with us on twitter that's where most of the stuff is happening at this might be a pod email me at this might be a pod at gmail so Thanks again, everybody. Hope to, uh, to see you over at Patreon. And uh, have a good one. Let's take a look. Botany, oh, botany. Come on over and listen to me while I sing this song about botany, the science of plant biology.